0: This is where Lexus Melbourne Cup Day begins. Set to run... And they're racing in the Melbourne Cup. A crowd rises as one as history beckons a new hero. And a roar from the crowd down near the inside. Melbourne Cup Day starts now with the trainers and track managers reporting in to the first word. And then from eight, the Melbourne Cup Day panel for the latest markets and Flemington selections.
1: Mr. Lamondi struggling at telex
0: shot clear. Michael Clark riding for dear life. cross Counter coming at Barbello, cross Counter. Lie. The Blue Army have done it at last. Cross Cowder has won the Melbourne Cup. Let's get Melbourne Cup Day underway. And it's very elegant. Ten group runs. And now, the greatest of them all, the Melbourne Cup. Here's Warren Huntley.
2: Good morning. Welcome to a special Melbourne Cup Day edition of The First Word. We'll get the latest on the Flemington track condition shortly with Liam O'Keefe on Cup Day. We'll also get an update on the track condition at Randwick where they're racing today. Plenty of trainers with runners in the Cup in this first hour. And the big news this first hour will be the vet inspections currently ongoing with lunar flare and interpretation. We'll bring that news to hand as it becomes available. At 8 o'clock the Melbourne Forum panel with Dean Lester, Mark Hunter and Jamie Rogers joining me to preview the Melbourne Cup. We'll do the Cup first today, we'll go runner by runner through the Cup and then try and find some winners right throughout the rest of the program. Most important thing is how the track at Flemington has coped with the weather that's been around in the last couple of days and Liam O'Keefe joins us. Good morning to you, Liam. Morning, Warren. How's the day dawned at Flemington?
3: Yeah, it's dawned uh, dawned okay. We had a few showers about this morning, uh, 1.6 millimetres in total from this morning and last night. Um, still very overcast out here this morning, but um, fortunately there seems to be no rainfall until around uh, lunchtime onwards. so uh, hopefully we'll get a few races out of the way.
2: With that in mind, how's the track recovered from Derby Day, first of all?
3: Yeah, it's, it's pulled up pretty well. Pretty typical wear of a soft seven, um, a big field, so we've just pushed the rail out two metres, covers most of wear and tear. Uh, around the home turn, there is some still marking in sort of lane one. So I'd expect after a couple of races, they'll edge off the fence. And then in the straight, just even where across that inside, six or seven metres. So, um, yeah, given we're on a slightly drier deck today, um, should race well.
2: How have you rated the track at this stage of the day?
3: So on a soft five this morning, the running rail's in the two-metre position. As I mentioned, we've had 1.6 millimeters of rain for the last 24 hours and that's 30.6 for the last seven days, and with obviously no irrigation, and a going stick is 9.2 overall, and the outside of the straight is also 9.2, and the inside is 9. So nice, even, even measurements across the track, and, um, yeah, really pleasing to be on a soft five this morning.
2: Really detailed, the analysis that you do do to, to try and assess the track. How's the shear and the moisture come up this morning?
3: Yeah, the, the, the moisture's uh, sitting at 38.4, so um, probably slightly higher than what would normally be for a soft five, but that's just due to the rainfall had just stopped as we inspected it, at 5.30 this morning. So um, moisture's right in that um, nice soft soft range, and the shear reading overall is 11.9, so that's quite quite yeah. strong. Um, suggests to us that the track will race well, um, albeit with big fields and, and slightly rain-affected
2: bottom end of the, the rain scale I suppose that, that was predicted. How does that soft five meet what you thought that the track might have been able to get to?
3: Yeah, so the predictions were um, yesterday, even just driving home, um, I rang the Bureau again and they were still saying five to eight millimetres um, last night and, and then around eight to fifteen for today. So trying to crystal ball all that, we probably thought we'd be on more of a, more of a six or a seven um, this morning and then with more rainfall to come, so we thought we'd be Closer to heavy during the day, but um, fortunately, the Bureau got it wrong and um, we got only 0.2 in that rain yesterday and then another 1.4 earlier this morning. So, um, yeah, we had a little bit of luck with that and uh, should suit everyone.
2: What's your range of expectation and, and perhaps a time frame that that might come during the course of today?
3: Yes, I've spoken to the Bureau this morning and they've said from around 12:30 around pm onwards, um, we'll receive between 5 and 8 millimetres up until the last race. So, um, look, uh, depending, again, <laughs> if we get it, and then if we get the five or the eight, if it falls during the races, if it doesn't, um, there's a lot of different scenarios. But, look, if, if we were to get five mil and three or four, that was the four before the cup, we'd probably be, be going to be on a, a six or maybe a seven. Um, but it's just very hard to predict at the moment, Warren, because it's just been changing around every day and, um, yeah, and it's very, very tricky to predict. You know, they're saying maybe the risk of a storm, possible hail. So, um, yeah, just do your form for a five or a six. And if it rains during the race, it's a seven and you shouldn't be too far away.
2: How's the forecast wind likely to affect the, the meeting, if at all?
3: Ah, uh, very minimal today, Warren. Um, so. Yeah, it would have been good to probably have a bit of wind to try to help blow blow any rainfalls about away, but just just the just the 17 kilometre west southwest, so um, that's slightly easier than Saturday, so shouldn't have too much of an impact on how the races are run.
2: Rail out two metres today. What's the plan at this stage for Oaks Day?
3: Yeah, we'll just assess it after today's meeting. It's just going to come down to if it rains during the races or not, how far they get off the track. Um, this year, we've got to keep Champions Day in mind. Because um, it's quite a big day, so that's why we going to only go two metres and not three. So we've got an extra metre of rail move up our sleeve because we can only go out so far um, before we lose field sizes. So, um, yeah, just see how much of the tractor horse is used today and push it another, out another two or three, um, possibly four metres for today.
2: Gut feeling, your experience, how they might play the straight races today?
3: I think two year olds will roll down to the fence um, being inexperienced. They want that guy to the inside rail. And then to the other two straight races, I think they'll be using the middle to outside part of the course, looking for some fresh ground.
2: Obviously, keeping an eye on that rain when it does arrive. But starting off on a soft five, track must have recovered very well, Liam. Rail out too. Good luck for Cup Day. Thanks, Mike confirming we're currently on a soft five but somewhere between five and eight mil of rain forecast to to hit Flemington sometime around about lunchtime and through the afternoon so we'll have to keep an eye on that and the the Flemington app is very good in terms of giving information and changes to track conditions and rainfall throughout the day let's get the latest on the track at Randwick from Michael Wood for a big day of racing there today good morning Michael good morning Warren don't think you're looking at hail, storms and potential rain during the course of the day. What's the day looking like at, at Ranwick today?
4: Nah, thankfully, uh, we're not, we haven't got those storms or anything like that predicted. Uh, we do have some strong winds forecast throughout the day, uh, which might have a factor, but um, look, we're on a good fall this morning. Uh, first time we've been able to say that this year, I think. so. Um, and the sun's about to poke its, its head through, so it uh, looks to be a good day.
2: From that tough time that all the the tracks went through in, in New South Wales, how's the the track recovered now that you've got that that warmth and, and starting off on a good four?
4: Yeah, look, it's it's still in in recovery mode. Obviously, uh, we you know we've had a, a very busy period there through that Everest Carnival, we had four in a row, and um, it's sort of a week between uh, meetings now. So there is some wear and tear there, obviously in the straight and, and around the track. But um, it's our our last meeting before we go into a renovation and. Um, Look, like I expect
2: it to race well today. How have you managed the rail coming through that busy period a couple of weeks back?
4: Yeah, we had the rail out for uh, Spring Champion Day, and um, we just pushed it back into the two metre position today. So uh, there's a nice sort of corridor there where they'll be, they'll rail, and then they'll get off the fence and they get into the straight. So um, yeah, just back into that two metre position.
2: Good luck for a big day of racing at Grandwick and enjoy Melbourne Cup Day, Michael.
4: Yeah, thanks, Warren, and good luck to Liam and his team. Hopefully they do
2: miss those storms today. Fingers crossed. It seemed to miss us a little bit yesterday, but uh, yeah, riding the wave and hoping it comes again today and splits around Flemington. Not too sure what Bjorn Baker will be hoping from a weather perspective, but he's got runners at Flemington today as well as at Randwick, and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Bjorn. Good
5: morning. How are you, Warren?
2: Oh, I'm very well, thanks. More importantly, how's Arapaho heading into the Melbourne Cup?
5: Yeah, he's very well, so um, he's been up for an age, so we're um, just hopefully hopeful more than anything.
2: Seems to be versatile in terms of the track conditions he can handle, although you know, perhaps a little bit of edge off the track is a positive for him. How do you read the the likely track condition for him?
5: Uh, Yeah, just just as long as there's a little bit of cut. um, It's the main thing. We don't want to firm. We... um, and just as long as he's a, a little bit of a soft track, that's the main thing. But he, he can sort of go on anything, so we're not too worried at all.
2: Through his recent form, you said he's been up for an age, but we see Francesco Gardi, Realm of Flowers, Durston Stockman. So he's got form around the right horses. How do you see him at 3,200 metres today?
5: Yeah, I think he has. I think he's actually over the odds. He's um, He's been very consistent his last few runs. And... Um, I think he's got well, he's got a great base, he's been up forever. He's fifteenth up in the race today, of course. I think he's done about twenty eight uh K's this preparation, so he's um I think he'll stay all day and it gives us our opportunity.
2: From a tactical point of view, wider barrier draw, where do you see him positioning up in an ideal world?
5: I oh, we'll just be negative with him, get back and, and hopefully he can switch off and relax and and I think that gives us a chance to run on into the race as well.
2: Your other runner at Flemington's Battleton goes around in race eight with some recent racing under his belt. Your thoughts on Battleton?
5: Yeah, he's actually, um, we he, he's just been over racing a little bit his last couple. So he's also got a lot of ability and he's yet to do it. But I think 1,400 today suits, will get back on him. Um, probably get cover, and I think that's his chance to be in it, so I think he's over the odds I think he's going well, I think he's actually a, a genuine each-way chance
2: Handful of runners left with a, a few scratchings at Randwick Your pick of the team heading to Randwick today?
5: Oh, I think Ida has a really good chance in the little Dam. she's been super consistent, she was a good fit in the anchor stakes last time, so she's back in great and um, yeah, she's a mare that just keeps funding up so I think she can run a really good race there
2: Race six, number nine, Ida. Looking ahead to, to Oaks, Day, uh, you've got Renaissance Woman there with some terrific form down here and up in New South Wales. How's Renaissance Woman heading towards Thursday's Oaks?
5: Yeah, really looking forward to that. She's she's definitely the best chance of the week in, in terms of Melbourne. Um, I thought her run last time, in the spring champion, was good, and I think she'll stay all day. And as you know, the 2,500 is just a different ball game for some of these young horses, but she'll uh, switch off, relax, and I'm sure she'll be strong at the finish.
2: Good luck today and for the rest of the week, Bjorn. Thank you. We'll need it. Quarter past seven on RSN 927. We're waiting on those vet checks on both Lunar Flare and Interpretation. We get any news on those checks with two key runners in the Melbourne Cup. We'll bring that straight to you right now. We'll take a break.
0: Celebrating Lexus Melbourne Cup Day. Ready to go. And they're racing in the Melbourne Cup. RSN Racing and Sport.
2: Still awaiting the veterinary inspections on Lunar Flare and Interpretation will bring you those results as soon as they come to hand. We're on a soft five at Flemington with only 1.6 mils in the 24 hours leading into 7 o'clock. So Liam O'Keefe and the team there probably dodging... The worst of the weather, we're on a soft five, but some rain forecast to arrive between five and eight mils this afternoon. Let's find out how that might impact the chances of the team from Lindsay Park as J.D. Hayes joins us. Good morning, J.D. Good morning, thanks
6: for having me.
2: Let's start in the cup with Kamora and uh, an imported galloper with Ben Malam aboard, got the, the 55 kilos. What have you learned about him since he's been been in at Werribee and under your care?
6: Look, he's, um, he's really thrived since he's arrived in Australia. He's a, he's a very good temperamented horse and he's very good in the feed bin and he's been working really nicely. So we're stoked to see the track in a soft range. Hopefully the rain can stay away and it doesn't get heavy. Um, but I'm sure the horse is going to run a very good race.
2: You look at his form card and a number of runs, particularly that Curra Cup win going back to, to June this year, reads well. How do you try and, and line his international form up with the horses here
6: well the Curra Cup that he come out of and won has been a very good form race for the Melbourne Cup it's been well documented that horses like Twilight Payment rekindling and all the way back when when Vintage Crop came out so it's been a strong form race for the Melbourne Cup for many a year and his last run in the Irish Ledger I was actually there at the Curra, and it was raining sideways it was a proper Irish day and he was there just to tick the legs over it was set weights against the world's best and the jockey really looked after him in the last 300 so that was more like a, a fitness run than anything and if you put a line through that i think you'd half his market price coming out of the Curra cup and his weight line i actually went over and was actually with this horse for a while in jirline's care he's had the horse since the yearling and um he was incredibly helpful and he said his weight when he won the Cup, was 512 kilos and that's exactly what he weighed this morning so I'm very confident that we've got the horse as best as he can be we just need the luck and hopefully a few things go away in the run
2: He's got a a wider barrier draw for a lot of form analysts thinking that maybe the the speed in the race is drawn out wide, how would you like the race to shape up for him?
6: I'd like to be in the first third Um, we'll leave it to Ben of course, he's got a long way down the straight to work out their position but we see the speed outside us as well, so usually that means you can come across with them quite easily and get a little bit of cover, but um, hopefully the ball bounces our way and we're able to settle in the free wide line with a bit of front cover and able to improve when we want to.
2: Your day kicks off in about three hours or so with Little Bros in the Maribyrnong Plate. What can you tell us about Little Bros?
6: He's a professional horse. He's probably going to be better in six months' time, um, but he's earned his spot to go the races because he's done everything correctly and... He's um, trolled up really nicely and um, he was working with us and saw kid, and he, he was able to match motors with him and he was able to get the job done at the at the Valley on Cox Plate Day. So um, we're going with a little bit of confidence, um, but obviously straight first time. Um, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with a two-year-old.
2: Biometrics had a, a gap between runs. He was third behind Lekeen last time we saw him. And, and Mickey D, who's knocking up winning Group 1 races, was able to get a win out of Biometric not that long ago. He's back aboard today. He goes round in race eight. How do you think Biometric's freshened up?
6: Biometric's freshened up well. He'll probably come into his own over the summer. Um, just He might need this run, and then you'll have him ready second up.
2: Nicolini run. Vito stays at the 1,200 metres down the straight in the last on the day, race 10. He was a bit of an eye-catcher last start. How did he come through that?
6: Yeah, he's come through that run in really good order. We couldn't be happier with him. Um, he's won down the straight. He loves the soft condition, so he ticks a few boxes and probably our best chance of the day.
2: Nicolini Vito, your, your best. How, how do you rate your chances in the Cup with Kimura?
6: Um, I genuinely think we'll be able to run top five, um, we probably do need to improve off-current form to compete with the favourite Doughbill legend and without without a fight, but um, it'll be interesting to see how everyone parades. And I just, I'm really happy with the horse's temperament. I think he'll handle the big occasion, and being a six-year-old, he's got a few pre-seasons under the belt, so he'll be able to handle the pressure, and if I was a, a munch, I wouldn't be letting out a first four because he could inject some value.
2: Good luck for a big day at Flemington, JD. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. Kamora, the runner in the Cup there, the import with a Curra Cup win in the middle of the year. Got a soft five at Flemington at this stage with some rain forecast during the course of the day. Dewis has been high in the markets for Melbourne Cups for many a month and Ed Cummings joins us this morning. Good morning, Ed. Morning. How's Dewis this morning? She's good as
7: gold, yeah. She's ready to go, as I'm sure uh, just about every other horse in the races
2: how have you assessed her, her preparation going in has it been a, a microscope on her I suppose from her high position in the bedding and a few little things throughout the, the preparation that haven't gone to plan how are you feeling that you've been able to, to progress through to today and, and where she's at compared to how you'd like her to be
7: oh no she is exactly where I want her to be um, she's at the she's at the peak of her uh, preparation now and, um, and I expected her on well
2: how did you assess her run in the Caulfield Cup? I thought you should have finished a lot closer. From that point of view, what, what could you try and change today? Obviously a different dynamic 3,200 metres, but what would you like to see differently today?
7: Uh, well, I suppose we changed the jockey, so that's, that should ho- hopefully help us.
2: Hugh Bowman, very accomplished, full stop. But in Group One races and and feature races, probably right near the top of the tree. What's the the discussion with Hugh and and the way to get the best out of her today?
7: Oh look, Hugh's ridden there before. He knows uh, what she's capable of. And and uh, listen, it's her first go at, at two miles. Although I think she's uh, she's been crying out for it. So and um, uh, and not and not just recently, but she's been crying out for it for 12 months so I think I think it it'll be a great opportunity for Hugh to you know be able to use every part of um, you know her skill set to advantage and um, you know he he should be there to hit the line
2: Tracks in the soft range with not a lot of rain overnight and some rain forecast during the course of the day, What, what would be an ideal surface for her do you think?
7: Uh, Any surface would be an ideal
2: surface. Well, sounds like you've got her in great shape heading into today, Ed. Good luck with with Dewis, and hopefully the long-range plan can come to fruition in the Melbourne Cup, a race that's such steeped in history with your family.
7: Brilliant, thanks.
2: Ed Cummings with Dewis heading to the Melbourne Cup. Mike Morane, he's got the Geelong Cup winner, Emissary, heading to the Melbourne Cup, a race that Mike knows well. Good morning to you, Mike. Yeah,
8: morning, morning.
2: How's Emissary going into today?
8: Yeah, nice about for a little trot and counter, and he, he seems really good. He ate well, he's been strong target.
2: How did you assess his win in the Geelong Cup?
8: I thought he was quite impressive. Um, probably looks like one of the better young stayers coming up, I would think, uh, through the you because know, he's really six months behind still. So. And that'll be my only little question mark, as long as the ground stays our way. Um, would be whether he's going to be better next year in it. But, um, look, he's going really well. I thought it was a good, strong win. Um, he's well-weighted. And that's one of the reasons we went this year, is we probably think, well, it's probably the only time he'll get this sort of weight in a Melbourne Cup. And, um yeah, he's got to be a dangerous lightweight.
2: How do you assess him with your experience of stayers and now the step out to the 3,200 metres?
8: Yeah, look, well, what I really liked about him was that he's got a good racehorse's brain at an early age, uh, because they've just got to be able to relax for, you know, for a certain length of the race, depending on what sort of um, speed's on. And he, he tends to be able to do that. You can relax if you switch him off and then switch him back on and, and then switch him back off, he'll, he'll do it. Um got a lovely lovely kind sort of mouth. We're um, starting the music here at, uh, at the minute. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, he's got a lovely sort of kind mouth and he... Um, uh, just gets breathing properly is the main key to it.
2: Soft barrier draw. Paddy Maloney, who's had a great association with the stable for a few years, uh, on and off, but back on in the Melbourne Cup, which is important. How would you like the race to shape up for him?
8: Yeah, look, that draw is going to help that we just go as far back to, to get him to relax, to get into a, into a nice gate. Um, he, yeah, I, I just see him just in front of midfield, and um, if that can be the case. Well, um, you know, that he's just going to put him to sleep for as long as possible. He's just going to judge the speed. They'll run it uh, at most of the way, and um, that's one thing that Patrick is good at. Uh, one of the great attributes, he's a good judge of speed, always has been. Um, I know when you watch track work here, he's probably one of the better ones um, of the jockeys who are getting the spot on. So good judge of speed. Um, as, as you know, he's had a lot of experience in our stable, um, was a stable rider for quite a while and uh, we had a lot of success in staying races too, so, um, no, it'll be uh, be interesting.
2: Your other runner for the day, Bermadez, who perhaps had to do some early work in the Sale Cup. How did you assess that run?
8: Yeah, look, to be fair to him, he had, had a run for a while, and he missed the jump out here. They, they called the jump out, off the, and I was sort of sitting waiting for that jump out because to, to, they have more as I could than two or three gallops. So i have been light on him, and then that happened, so it just left us a little bit behind where we wanted to be. And I think he raced accordingly So, the but his eyes are fit for today, so, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll turn around, he's got a good record here at Flemington, um, so, we, 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 you know, fingers crossed.
2: How do you see the step up to 1,800 for him?
8: Look, he won over 1,700 at Warrnambool and ran right through the line, um, I don't think it would be a problem. Um, he sort of always looked to me as if eventually he'd make a 2,000 metre horse, so... Um, interesting, he's heading that way, all going well so um, we thought we'd try and find out this this preparation um, we'll be certainly looking at going even a little bit further than it's 1800 on, on Saturday just to find out
2: In racing you always it's look forward, three. not backwards Mike, but I suppose 22 years since that win of Brew you've had some discussions with some, some old mates and reflect on, on past glories at some stage during Cup Week
8: Yeah, actually Craig Limburg one of the main owners was um, over Last week he had a share in Newport Verve. We sat down and had, had dinner, and then last night I went with uh, Gerard Peterson who had a, a share in him as well. So we've certainly been uh, reminiscing about it. Uh, Gerard's on Emissary today. Um, I don't know how many runners he's had in the Cup. He's had probably more than what I have, right, uh, as an owner. So he he's, he's loves the Melbourne Cup, and um, you know, it would be nice to win it, win it again for him.
2: Well, ticket in the raffle to hopefully have history repeating for yourself and the connections, Mike. Good luck. Thanks for joining us this morning. Okay, thank you. 7.30 on the first word. Still waiting for an update on the veterinary inspections of both Lunar Flare and Interpretation. Soon as we've got any news, we'll bring that to you. Time for a break on RSN 927. Plenty more trainers after this.
0: Celebrating Lexus Melbourne Cup Day Ready to go And they're racing in the Melbourne Cup RSN Racing and Sport
2: Philip Stokes joins us on Melbourne Cup Morning, Darshan Sweet Jr, his representative in the Cup Good morning to you Phil Yeah, hey, good morning How's Darshan Sweet Jr heading towards the Cup With D Moore aboard 53 kilos
9: Yeah, everything's gone to script Um... We sort of really wanted to have that four weeks between runs going into the Cup. That's when he races at his best. That's what we did when he won the Adelaide Cup. Um, work's been good. If you're going through his form in these last few runs, you'd probably say he's got no hope, but I think you can make a case for each run. And he stays the trip. where track doesn't really matter. Has he got the right form line? Probably not, but um, I think he'll run well.
2: Any idea how you'd like the race to shape up for him? We saw when he was racing through the grades and heading towards the Adelaide Cup, he had a degree of versatility. What would you like to see?
9: I think he's drawn ideally. Um, I'd probably like to see him, give him a squeeze so there's a bit of speed around him, especially outside of him. I'd say maybe midfield a little bit better and just get him to a nice rhythm from there. I'd, I'd like to see that.
2: Getting some news that Luna Flair is coming out of the Melbourne Cup. We'll wait to have absolute confirmation of that shortly. But disappointing news for, for Graham Begg and Connections. But from your perspective, Phil, in terms of the way that the preparation's gone, working back from this as a, a grand final, are you happy with the way all the pieces have come together?
9: Perfectly. Um, we just had a you know, three-run uh, plan going into this race and the four-weeks between runs... Um, Yeah, and obviously he's passing the VET test and it's quite um, testing and he's done all that. So um, he goes there in as good as order as I can have him and hopefully he can run a nice race for us.
2: Your other runner for the day, Good Idea, who's also a a tough staying type, Daniel Moore, also aboard there, goes around in race two. How do you line up Good Idea today in the the Macca's run over 2,800?
9: Okay, let's go back one o'clock, back 12 months ago. He ran second in that race with two kilos more and the start before he got beaten 25 links at Mooney Valley. So if he can run up to his best, he can definitely run a race.
2: <laughs> good luck in the Cup today, and good luck with Good Idea. Hopefully the right Good Idea turns up today, Phil.
10: Exactly. Thank you.
2: Philip Stokes there with Darshan Sweet Jr. Good Idea. We're getting news that Luna Flare will be coming out of the Cup. Still no news on interpretation. We'll keep you up to date and get absolute confirmation of that sometime shortly. Sam Friedman joins us with Realm of Flowers in the Cup. Good morning to you, Sam. Morning, Warren. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. How, how are you feeling, Cup morning?
10: Yeah, no, all's was well. It um, didn't quite get as much rain as was expected, but, um, yeah, in for a nice day
2: anyway. How do you think that might impact the, the chances of Realm of Flowers?
10: Um, I don't think it's a major factor. I think she she's shown herself to handle all types of going. She's probably... Effective on ground, that's just not too firm. And and that's going to be the case today. It's going to have give in it. Um, It's not going to be bottomless unless the storm comes. But, um, you know, she won at Ramsden on rain-affected going, but it wasn't heavy by any means. Probably her best performance. So um, I'm very pleased with her. She's in great order and the team's done a great job.
2: How close were you to to running on Saturday as a final lead-up rather than than scratching and, and hoping to get that spot in the Cup?
10: Yeah, we had a we played out every possible scenario, and um, you know we chatted with the owners, and we were probably you know fifty fifty a couple of days before, but um, you know ultimately you know we felt that she's most effective on this sort of break, and we didn't want to waste that on you know winning your way into the cup and then hoping you know they pull up well and have a good couple of days, so uh, we took the risk and. Thankfully, it's paid off, but um, yeah, hopefully it's, hopefully the proof's in the pudding today.
2: What do you think are her best attributes to, to give her a chance of winning a Melbourne Cup?
10: Well, I think she can absorb high pressure. Um, you know, in a staying race, you obviously need to be able to run the trip, but you, know, you need to be able to run it strongly for a Melbourne Cup, and she's going to be able to absorb high tempo, and you know, she can sustain a long run, and she's got a real fighting quality that you know she, she never lays down But she's had some tough runs in some big races before and and kept finding the line so um you know she saw the attributes of of you know, running a good race you just obviously need a bit of luck in this sort of race so um, she's been due a bit of that throughout her career she's been you know had a few tricky rides and you know and, that, and for that reason she's She's lobbed here with 50 kilos, and had you know, she won the Metropolitan, which she should have arguably won it, um, you know, she'd probably have a little bit more than that. So, hopefully, it's all, um, you know, it's all a little bit of fate.
2: And that run in the Metropolitan was with just on a, a month between runs, so she seems to be that athletic style of galloper that can cope with a, a gap between runs, despite that the the fact that she's at a staying trip.
10: Yeah, that's it. She's um, we learnt that about her a while ago. Um, you know, particularly after the Sydney Cup, she went into the Ramsden off a off a break and was very, very good. So, you know, we've always felt that she's she performs best off, off that little break, and she's um, you know very clean winded. She doesn't take a whole lot of work. We just keep her ticking over, and um, you know she's getting deeper into a campaign, and and she's you know, right at her peak today.
2: Crosswind's your first runner for the day in race five from a wide barrier draw with Mark Zara aboard. Your thoughts on Crosswind's?
10: Look, he he's, he's going better than he probably was first up, and he needs to. He was a bit disappointing, and we've just freshened him up and um, done a few little things with him. So hopefully, you're on the right side of the track, he he can he can certainly run well. But know, um, yeah, that's a tricky tricky sort of race, and whether the thousand is just a bit sharp for him might be the only little query, but. Um, yeah, he's got to handle the straight and um hopefully in the right part of the track but he's he seems fitting well.
2: Your other runner for the day is Green Fly, an imported galloper, goes around in race eight. What can you tell us about Green Fly?
10: Yeah, he's a nice horse. He's um he's a horse that I think uh you know can can race through his grades and hopefully, you know, eventually get to some stakes company. Um you know, fourteen hundred is probably as short as he wants it, he's probably going to be better at a mile, and yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe even out to two thousand metres in time. Um, very, very effective on soft going. His record says that, and of what we've seen at home. Um, if that rain comes before that race, he's he's an absolute swimmer. So um, he did trial on firm ground recently, and he trialed well. But um, yeah, he'd be he'd be chances would be enhanced even further if
2: that rain came. This stage you 've paid up for as time goes by to back up in the Oaks on Thursday had she come through that run on Saturday?
10: she came through it very well, which um, surprised us a little bit she she 's been a filly in the past that 's taken a little while to get over a runs, which is why we 've generally spaced them, but she might just be maturing a little bit. She licked the bin up uh, after the run on Saturday and we 've had a really really good start to the week so um, yeah, she surprised surprised us, we, we thought she might have felt it a bit more, but um she's put up super we pulled the blinkers off her for Thursday, just felt that you know that probably didn't have as much of a positive effect as we would have hoped late and you know, she's obviously gonna run the trip out strongly. So pulled them off, she's drawn a nice gait, and um, you know, at this stage she'll be lining up. We'll just keep a close eye on her over the next forty eight hours.
2: Good luck today and for the rest of the week, Sam. Thanks for joining us this morning. Cheers, thanks, Ron. Sam Friedman there, looking at the scratchings, Racing Australia officially have taken out Luna Flair from the Melbourne Cup. Numbers 18 and 21 out of the Melbourne Cup. Kieran Ma has tweeted that interpretation is good to go, so expecting interpretation to take his place in the Melbourne Cup, but unfortunately for Graham Begg and Connections at the, the last day and the last morning, Luna Flair has been taken out with that issue that was identified yesterday. So hopefully uh, she can uh, recover and get back to something like that, a long-range plan, unfortunate to get this close, but racing can do that to you, and I'm sure Adrian Botts experienced that type of disappointment throughout his training career, and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Adrian.
7: Yeah, hey, good morning, Warren.
2: Yeah, disappointing, no doubt, to have a horse scratched on race morning for for such a, a feature race, but you, you have to cope with the cards that you dealt under those circumstances.
11: Yeah, um, uh, unfortunately those things happen, so you certainly feel for the uh, certainly feel for connections and everyone involved at this stage.
2: Two runners in the cup for you. Let's start with Huya Mal, a horse with uh, uh, intertwined and high-level international form lines. How has he been progressing through his time at Werribee?
11: Yeah, re- re- really pleased with him. Um, he's he's... He's handled the trip remarkably well and, and settled in nicely, and uh, just improved every day towards the towards the cup. So I feel he's had a had a nice lead up. Um, you know, he had a good foundation there in Europe prior to coming over, and I think he brings over some, some excellent form. I think he's going to develop into a, you know, a nice weight for age horse for us here in Australia. You know, in, in the next couple of seasons. So really looking forward to seeing what he can do today with, with obviously sort of further improvement to come um, in his career. But he's just that. Uh, lovely profile, the Europeans that have certainly proven to be successful over the years. Um, you know, the three-year-olds and, and weighted well and uh, he brings over the right form, that the form out of his Epsom Epson Derby placing has certainly, um, certainly been very strong. So, um, yeah, re- re- really pleased with him.
2: What style of horse is he from the vision that we've seen? He looks more a neat style of horse rather than, than an imposing sort of Big, strong boy, but from your point of view, getting up close with him, what style of horse is he?
11: Yeah, look, now you're very much right there. You know, a nice, um, you know, nice, well balanced style of horse, very, very athletic. Um, you know, he's got a uh, great length of stride to him. You know, for, for not an overly for big horse, but um, he's, um, you know, he's going to continue to improve physically um, as, he, as, he, as he matures. And you know, there's obviously a bit more to go there, but um, you know, he's a, he's a style of horse that we've seen come down and be successful here previously for us
2: with racing only in, in September you would think that he would have had some good residual fitness arriving here. How how did the team feel that he, he got off the plane when he walked into Werribee?
11: Yeah, it just gave him obviously that little bit of time to, to, to get over the trip, but he's had a good couple of sharp hit outs since, um, you know, and, and seen good improvement um, you know, with each with each gallop. Um, you know, obviously we we gave him sort of plenty of racing, um, you know, since his purchase in, in, in Europe, we're going plenty of racing over there with, with that in mind, um, uh, so that he could come come over here and, and sort of have the majority of the hard work done and um, have that good sort of foundation and, you know, the level of fitness, you know, required just to, to sort of run two miles straight off the plane. So, um, you know, I feel we've been able to do that. Um, you know, as I said, his, his gallops here have improved nicely in, in, into the race. So re- really pleased in that regard.
2: How do you see him shaping up in terms of where the race is? We'll talk about night's Order. Are the runners shortly likely to be on speed? Where might we see who you
11: yeah, I'd certainly like to see him. Um, you know, in, in 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 the first half of the field, I think would be a a, a good position for him. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess part of his failure in in, in the English St ledger, he probably sort of got a bit further back than, than we anticipated there, and uh, just sort of left him with quite a bit to do. So, yeah, I feel he can be more more effective um, if he can be that little bit more prominent within the run. Um, you know, so I think he's sort of got a, a kind enough draw that'll allow him to do that and, um, you know, sort of give Craig a, a few options. But, um, you know, with these sort of Europeans having their first start over here, that, um, you know, that that early part of the race will be crucial, you know, with that tactical speed. So hopefully he can show, um, you know, show enough speed to be able to put himself in a, uh, in, in, a, in a good position.
2: What about Knight's order? A lot of people are thinking he's going to be part of the speed, perhaps with Serpentine. How do you see it?
11: Yeah, look, I, I think that's... Um, you know, obviously with the draw that he's got there, um, you know, that's, that's, um, you know, I don't have necessarily a disadvantage for him. He's, he's got a natural, um, on pace pattern and, um, you know, we'll, we'll look to push forward from, from there and, um, uh, more than happy to see him take up, take up the running, um, as he has done in his, in his previous starts. He's, he, he enjoys that role and, um, you know, he's been, been able to, you know, be successful in, in doing that, you know, particularly over the two miles. So uh, I guess sort of just having that draw certainly, um, you know, probably, forces your hand a little bit and, um, you know, keen to, keen to be able to roll forward and, and take it up with him.
2: Can you split them?
11: Look, very, very um, very difficult to, um, you know, obviously sort of, you know, I just obviously feel having had Knight's order for the campaign and, and going through sort of quite a traditional path, you um, sort of can know what to expect a, a, a bit more from him. But the, uh, who you know, certainly bring in a bit of X factor in, in, into the race. So, um, they're really, they're really intrigued in, in terms of how that form. Lines up down here, and um, you know what he can what he can show us. I, I guess the conditions throughout the day will probably play a bit of a factor if that rain does come. But um, you know, as it stands at, at present, um, I think it's a very, very track for both of them.
2: Horse with a bit of x back uh, could be your other runner on the card too in race two. White Marlin, he's got Manzoi, and Keats form lines, and he seems to be a winning machine. How do you line up White Marlin over twenty eight hundred in the Mackers Run?
11: Yeah, really, really, really intriguing horse to see him. Um, you know, obviously he's a yeah, he's, he's a winner he just steps up on, on on race day and continues to improve and you know I always felt sort of getting out and trip would be the the key for him so um yeah been most impressive and everything he's done to date i'm um, looking forward to seeing him um over that distance and, and on a big track like flemington i think should suit him suit him really well and um you yeah, know there's you know i think there's still a bit more to to come with his horse obviously still likely race still good improvement to come and, you know, hopefully, a horse that's staying twelve months time, we're going to see a lot more, a lot more from. But he looks well placed here, and hopefully, he can keep winning.
2: Who do you think's your best at Flemington?
11: I oh, look just of, of of that. Then we'll stick with White Marlin. and he's in, in great shape and just looks well placed. A
2: couple of runners in the Big Dance, and a couple of other runners that ran with today. Anything there that's particularly taking your eye?
11: Um, Satin Star. He was uh, scratched. Uh, Warwick Farm last week is his favourite, but trialled up nicely since um, his his debut run was, was quite impressive and you know, I think some good form around him, so looking forward to seeing him uh, back at back at the races. Uh, and I think Surf Dancer can be forgiven for a uh, you know, probably disappointing run there last start, but no, no reason he can't bounce back in the big dance.
2: Good luck in a couple of big races today, Adrian. Thanks for joining us this morning.
11: Uh, thanks very much, Warren.
2: 12 to 8 on RSN 927. Time for a break. We'll get some more trainers leading up to 8 o'clock. We're after the news with John Bowden, Dean Lester and Mark Hunter. will join me with Jamie Rogers from the tab. Confirming on Melbourne Cup Day at this stage, we're on a soft five at Flemington with the rail moved out two metres from Derby Day. But rain is forecast to arrive sometime around lunchtime. The news of the morning... Luna Flair ruled out by the Vets at 7.27, so unfortunately for Graham Began Connections, Luna Flair not taking her place in the Melbourne Cup, but interpretation is good to go, forming a team of five for the Mar and Eustace stable, and Dave's been keen enough to make time on a busy morning to join us. Good morning, Dave.
1: Morning. Morning. Hi.
2: Very well, thank you. Firstly, can you take us through the last 24 hours or so and what the issue was been and, and where we are now with interpretation?
1: Yeah, he's um, passed this morning. Uh, he's moving he's nice and free. And, and um, the Racing Victoria vets uh, were all uh, very happy with his condition this morning. He was uh, off behind uh, yesterday morning and had some pain in the foot. So we were able to relieve that and he's good to go.
2: From my- A... Stable's point of view is—is is that any concern going in today, or, or is good to go? Just means that uh, yeah, there's no concern for what the last twenty four hours have been.
1: No, not at all. Uh, uh, not at all. You know, he, uh, once he, we were sort of able to relieve the soreness in his foot yesterday, um, we we're very comfortable that he'll be going there into the race hundred percent.
2: Taking the blinkers off, Gold Trip, luckless in the Cox Plate. How do you line him up at thirty two hundred?
1: We think he'll stay, and um, you know it's a soft five at this stage. If rain does come on the day, which seemingly it is going to, but it obviously depends on on how much. But there's clearly going to be sting out of the ground, uh, which is which is what he wants. So uh, we're really happy with him, and um, you know he brings a obviously a, a class element to the race. Uh, you know, with that brings uh, plenty of weight. But, um, you know, he, he deserves to have that sort of weight and, and hopefully his car can take him through. I think he's got a great chance.
2: At this stage, the soft five would probably be suitable for, for Grand Promenade inside draw with Harry Coffey aboard. Your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You'll see a different horse um, if it remains a soft five. He's had no luck, really, throughout the whole prep and the one race that he got top of the ground was in the Herbert Power, and he was very unlucky that day. Um, would have gone very close. Mark thought he would have won. So um, you know, hopefully the rain stays away for for him and his connections and he can then use his barrier bowl along and uh, and he'll give Harry a nice spin.
2: What did you make of Smoke and Roman's running the Caulfield Cup?
1: Uh we look we we felt the horse performed well, uh, he wasn't able uh, to be at his best and, you know, just was unlucky he got caught in a caught in a bit of a pocket and uh and got a bit cluttered up and and that's racing you know um and um you know we move on from that it was just one of those things and looking forward to him being able to just flow along use his action use his stride which he's been able to use earlier on in his preparation and obviously he's you know some query at, at the trip he's never been asked to do it but um all indications are that he he will stay from our point of view. How about
2: how about high emotion coming through that win in the the Bendigo Cup, giving Tio Nugent another chance in the Great Race?
1: Yeah, no, she's been um, she's had a fantastic preparation um, for her and her connections. She'd love the rain to arrive if it became very testing. She would love that. She'll stay, but you know she she will definitely see the trip out. Um, obviously, in always worry how much the race prior um, has taken out of her but she's a very tough billy. she's very bright and well the last few days so um, she's got a nice gauge she's got obviously no weight, just a soft run uh, hopefully she she can give everyone a, a shout
2: Plenty to unfold and the weather God's likely to have a say Dave but if you were to win the cup this afternoon who do you think's is the, the most likely to give you that opportunity?
1: Um I think Spoken Romans has got the right weight. I think he's been forgotten a little bit. He did nothing wrong in the Caulfield Cup. And very often it's just a nice prep run for the for the Melbourne Cup um, in recent years. So um, I'll side with him uh, just with the weight.
2: Pick the eyes out if you other runners through the course of the day. Herman Hesse and Noonday Gun going around in, in race two. You got a leaning there?
1: Uh, both. Stairs in good form. Um, Herman Hess would be the classier of the two and and the better chance Um, the favourite looks like it's going to be very hard to beat
2: Ascension was big odds but on face value that was a a very high quality win he goes around in the the sub-zero race three, how's he come through that win at Caulfield?
1: He's come through it really well we weren't surprised by the win, he's of course shown an awful lot at home and loves a bit of sting out of the ground so it looks a lovely race for him today. Um, he'd nearly be our best chance, I would suggest.
2: Race 5, number 6, Baldinho with the scratching of Field of Flutes. How do you assess Baldinho today?
1: Um, he's he's definitely up to the task. Um, he's had a good prep. We've sort of placed him softly up to this point and we've had to avoid wet ground, so he's a horse who would not want uh, the rain to arrive. And if it does, then uh, we potentially might have to reconsider as a downgrade, but um, he's, I, I thought he'd get, I thought he opened up a really big price and was a good each way back if the rain stays away.
2: Race six, you've got Sir Davey who's got some Tuvalu form lines there. He goes around over 1,800 metres in race six. Your thoughts on Sir Davey?
1: Yeah, first try at the trip. Um, his first two runs have been a little bit uh, below par. Um, so he sort of changed, changed it up a bit, uh, went to the beach and... Um, you know, he seems to have sort of switched on a bit there, down there. So um, we're sort of confident enough that he'll stay, but uh, the wide barrier is is obviously a concern. Having said that, that looks good speed. So you know, yeah, a good each way chance.
2: Race eight, you've got an intriguing runner, Nugget. First run here in Australia. Can you just confirm that the gear change with Nugget, or, or what gear he's carrying? There was some confusion, or, or perhaps some just uh, mispublications during the week.
1: Yeah, no blinkers. Uh, he won't be wearing any headgear. Um, he's trialled up well. He's a you know, quality horse um, from the UK. He's taken a while to settle in, but he's there now. And um, yeah, he should run a really big race first up.
2: Detonator Jack in the, the same race. He's building a good record. How's he prepping up for this campaign?
1: Yeah, he's he's sharpened up, which he'll, he'll sort of need to do. Um, once he got out to a sort of derby trip, but I don't think he quite stayed that day. And he's definitely strengthened. If the rain arrives, he'll love it. And um can see him running a really big race stretch.
2: What about She's All Class and Decent Rain, both going around in race nine?
1: Yeah, to Older Mare's in good form. She's All Class was, was very game at Flemington. And... Um, Eastern rain was an excellent run over twelve, and probably get get to her ideal trip over fourteen today. So, thought so in, in a in a deep enough race, um, they both had each way chances.
2: Another race, you gang tackling the last with Chassis, Amish Boy, and, and Pioneer River back down the straight. Your thoughts there?
1: Um, Pioneer River loves the straight. Um, proves he likes wet ground. which has been the plan for a while for connections and goes well fresh. And Amish Boy needs to improve and so does Shatty.
2: Pick of the day again, just recapping, Dave.
1: i will lean towards Ascension. He's sort of always probably let you down, but um, the conditions of the race and and the underfoot conditions are really him.
2: Race three, number four, Ascension. Good luck in the Cup and right throughout the day and around the country, Dave.
1: Thanks very much. Thanks, Warren.
2: Just gone, 8 o'clock. Let's check the final scratchings at Flemington with Sean Cosgrove. The news with John Bowden and following that, the form panel, Dean Lester, Mark Hunter and Jamie Rogers.
0: Showery, rail out 2 metres, the entire circumference of soft 5, 28 the total. Now, race 1, take out 7, Parade Ground, number 7. Races 2 and 3 clear, the 4th, 2 Pericles, 6 Perfect Thought and 14 Zest for Life, 2, 6 and 14. Race five ten Epic Centre, 11 Field of Flutes and 18 Yowie. Ten, eleven, eighteen. Race six, two Buckhurst, three Pondus and twelve Holbian, Two, three and twelve. Race seven, the Cup, eighteen Lunar Flare on Vet Advice, seven, twenty-seven and twenty-one Point Nepean, eighteen and twenty-one. Race eight, one more that exceed, three second slip, four Poland, sixteen's the Cat, seventeen he's the real deal and twenty it's Tornado Storm, one, two, three, four, sixteen, seventeen, twenty. Race 9, 2 Tarath, 8 Ancient Girl, 12 Sulamur, and 19 Roots, 2, 8, 12, 19. And race 10, 1 The Astrologist, 2 Serious Suspect, 3 General Bow, 7 Argentia, 12 Curran, and 17 La One, two, three, 1, 2, 3, 7, 12, 17. Two riders in race 8, 15 Beefeater, Damien Thornton. And in race 8, number 18, Star of Chaos, is Tim Clark.